after two flights, uh, we've made it to Rio. And but there's actually a story behind that because we uh, connected through Bogota, and on that flight were the Colombian Paralympic team. So their equipment took priority over the bags of the other passengers so they got their stuff here and ours came a few hours later but it actually worked out for us yeah, I mean, we didn't have to travel because we didn't have transportation from the airport as we originally thought we ended up navigating to the media center and then to our hotel using public transportation and the bus system that we took from the airport to the media center uh, was very, very crowded, and so it would have been incredibly inconvenient to lug our luggage to the media center. And But the subway ride from the media center to the hotel area, where we actually had to walk a couple of blocks, would have been fine. But at least, you know, we had our luggage delivered to us late last night. We got it. We have fresh clothes today for the opening ceremony when we uh, sit with the president of tourism, and uh, we were able to brush our teeth and (laughs) things that are important to us. Yeah, well, you know, coming to any place for the first time, and this is our first trip to Brazil and to Rio, you're confronted with navigating a place, and we had to do that on on the fly, and I'm uh, proud to say that uh, we got our induction by fire into how uh, transport works in Rio, and they have a very efficient bus rapid transit system Mm -hmm. that operates much like a light rail or a limited stop streetcar. And it's it's well managed. Uh, the stations have great signage, and it was actually easier than we could have imagined to have traveled nearly an hour and a half from the airport over to the Olympic Park, uh, and then navigating through all of the security fences and all of that. And it looks like they're finally coming up to speed as as more athletes and journalists and uh, thousands of people kind of come together here. And the good news is, as of this date. 1.2 million tickets have been sold for the Paralympic Games thanks to some tremendous out, outreach by the uh, Paralympic Committee and several athletes, including uh, Tanya McFadden and her sister, uh, both from Maryland, who put up a GoFundMe page, I think, to uh, encourage... Build. Fill the seats. Fill the seats. And uh, the proceeds are being used for underprivileged children to allow them to see some of the games and really uh, experience the, the joy of the Paralympic Games here in their city. And, you know, the, the traveling by bus is something that we generally do because we like to immerse ourselves in local culture. We, it gives us a, a sense of the local culture when we can travel with them. And so what we did on the first day... Um, is not unusual from what we normally do. Now, first impressions about Brazil, some of the comments I've received from from people, you know, about safety, uh, cleanliness, et cetera, and we actually walked along Copacabana Beach, the, the scene of a few reported muggings, and we actually have a friend who was mugged, um, robbed at knife point a week ago uh, on on the beach but we did not experience any safety concerns um, even though maybe we stick out as, as tourists we try not to uh, but what I found here is that Brazil, Rio Brazil, Rio de Janeiro is no different than New York or Los Angeles, two places that 
uh, I'm both familiar with. And there are areas, certainly in those cities, um, that I wouldn't travel to, just as there are in Rio de Janeiro. Now, where we're situated at the uh, Copacabana Rio Hotel, which is a block from Copacabana Beach, there's also a favela nearby, and a lot of the residents from the favelas are the ones we see pandering goods uh, along the um, the beach itself. Um, we weren't out late at night, but we are able to view the streets from our balcony, and um, I didn't, and we actually did go out about midnight last night um, shopping, and I didn't have any uh, fear of, of my safety or from our safety. And I think to that point, it's about being streetwise and, and smart about where you go and what you do and just having a discernment and awareness of your surroundings. And there's no reason to feel unsafe in this city as it would be any other major city. Uh, there are people out and about uh, at all hours. It, it is a 24-hour city. There are establishments that are open late at night uh, where you can go eating. But in terms of just how the city feels, it feels no different to me than being in downtown Washington or New York or any place like that. I, I just think that we've had a lot of reports about things that may have put people on edge, and we're included in that. But for the most part, it's been easy to navigate. It feels pretty safe and secure, and I'm happy to be here, and the people have been really supportive uh, from uh, the staff here at the hotel to help get our bags here and uh, overcoming uh, some of the communication issues. But for the most part, it's actually been pretty easy to deal with. Speaking of the people, they are what make the city very special. The people are very warm. They're very helpful. Uh, they're eager to talk to you, uh, to help uh, come to your aid. Of course, you know, the food is fantastic. And every single vendor, there are a lot of kiosks or dinettes along the uh, the beach. And every single one of them are willing to share their, their food with us. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it this has been for our first full day. Um, it's been a wonderful experience. We've met some new people, um, a young lady from Germany who's with the Anti-Doping uh, Commission, and she's originally from Rio. Uh, we have an Uber driver that we just met and that was introduced to us by a, a young lady that we met um, at your Taekwondo National Championships who's been volunteering mm -hmm. um, with the uh, Olympic Committee since February. She's been here back and forth uh, between Brazil and California, her home state, uh, helping with the Olympic Committee. And this here uh, during the Paralympics, she's actually assisting the Australian wheelchair rugby team, uh, which will be an exciting game to uh, to view. And speaking of some of the upcoming athletic events which get underway after tonight's uh, opening ceremonies, there's a lot of interest in the uh, track events, uh, the athletic competitions, and Tanya McFadden is participating in 10 of them, and they are saying that Friday may turn out to be an historic day in terms of uh, some of the things that take place on the athletic track here in Rio during the Paralympic Games. And also, too, one of the sports that I'm really looking forward to as a follow-up to one of our 
long-time interviews is to uh, see the sport of judo, particularly some of the blind judo athletes here in Rio, and I'm really looking forward to seeing some of that. And there's there's one member of the U.S. Uh, Paralympic judo team um, who's representing the United States, and that is Cristela uh, Garcia, and so hopefully we'll have a chance to interview her. Um, some of the other events that we'll be covering throughout the week, equestrian and fencing. There's a wheelchair fencing event that I'm really looking forward to, and yeah. certainly the wheelchair rugby. Yeah, and, and so we're going to try to give you as much of a flavor for some of these events uh, with, with, with these athletes who are differently abled um, and hopefully bring an appreciation to you for just how special a summer Paralympic Games can be. Indeed, and so um, we're going to sign off now. We're heading to the opening ceremony, and we'll be providing highlights from that uh, a little bit later, and certainly on our Facebook and Twitter pages and Instagram, of course, uh, at World Footprints. Thank you guys for joining us.
history commemorated by the athletes, the volunteers, and by you right here, right now. Mais acessível para todos.